Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scandalabra. I'm your host, Mark Burnett. And first of all, I just want a big shout out to all those people who have jumped on the Scandalabra bandwagon. What a season we have had. Thank you for joining in the conversation. Uh, clearly, this is a passion and love of mine. And speaking of passion and love, I don't know two other words to describe our next guest. She is without a doubt, I would say the best organizer in the world, which is why I use her on my personal projects, why she also has an A-list roster of celebrity clients like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend and Serena Williams and J-Lo and Chloe and the list goes on and on. But we're going to dive deep into all of that. She's my dear friend. I know her from my early days on Clean House. Linda Cooper Smith, welcome to the show. Oh, Mark, thank you. What an introduction. <laughs> Lots to live up to, thank right? And you're, you. and you're a tiny bundle. It's the one I always said about you. Like you're just this little thing that just explodes with energy and excitement. <laughs> I'm sure that well, can't be the first time you've heard that, right? Well, you've got to be small to get into all those little tight spaces that I seem <laughs> to whittle my way into, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking so much about our history together and it's, it's at least 20 plus years. We met in the early days of clean house and, um, uh, but do you even remember how we met? I mean, obviously it was on set, but like, was mm -hmm. it a dinner or was it in the trailer or do you even have that recollection? Yes, I actually, I do remember. I remember you came to set. Okay. Um, it was our second season and, um, but that's what I, that's my first memory of you being in a trailer with you and your mom. <laughs> well, I don't know the house, but I was there and you were there. Um, but that's all I remember. Well, I know it has to be true because I do bring my mom in lots of places. <laughs> you. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, bring your mom to work. This is fantastic. <laughs> And I adored her. And by the way, happy birthday to your mom. I saw uh, she had a big birthday. Yes. Young and vibrant as she did, you know, 20 years ago. Amazing for uh, 80, right? She's 80 years oh, old. And I, I keep telling her I'm going to tell the world that. Yeah. She looks awesome. Oh, she looks amazing. She looks the same. Um, <laughs> I, and I always remember you always saying like, I have the, I have a memory like an elephant. Damn, you do. You just remember everything. And especially, look, I even think back to when I've had clients and we packed up stuff and like all the remotes went away and all of a sudden now we're remodeling the house and we need to lower the mini blinds or, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, it's in the top drawer on the right. And I'm just like, how do you remember that? I mean, seriously, how do you remember that stuff? You know, I remember that, but I will not remember if I ate breakfast this morning. <laughs> I remember like nothing about my personal life, but um, maybe it's because it's a trained thing because I know every single person that I put on an assignment to do whatever they did and what they handled. And so I know when something needs to be found, I know who to call because they know where it is. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't but... know why. I don't know why. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. But, and, and I think, you know, I used to work in the food business as a server and I, you have to anticipate, but your anticipatory skills are just off the charts. I mean, oh, think about the times you've moved a client in the summer and, you know, winter comes and you're like, mm -hmm, I know exactly where your winter coats are. Oh, <laughs> How you the hell does she do that? You know, this is really crazy. I had this client not long ago with the COVID, they moved out of their offices uh -huh. and there were the, you know, those fobs that open and close the garage yes. doors or get into the buildings and stuff like that. So the secretary was supposed to be in charge, you know, the office manager or whatever you want to call her. She was supposed to be in charge of all that. And she says, okay, pack up my office. And I have 13 people on. It's a big, it's a law firm. 
we pack up everything. I know exactly who was in that office that was hers. So she comes back like hours later. She goes, where are the fobs? I love fobs. She goes, the fobs. She goes, oh, my God, they're $100 each. Oh, my God. Now, if you can imagine, these storage units were huge that I put these into. They right. had like 15-foot ceilings. They were like 30 by 20s, two of them. And I did an inventory list, and I knew every single office. I knew exactly who was in that office packing whatever. I knew then that those fobs were in box number whatever, but I had already packed in the unit. Right. So I get up on one of my six foot something shoulders of one of my guys. I climb up to the top of the mountain. Now, this box, and I knew it was in a small box. And I knew where the small boxes were in the back of this unit. So I'm crawling in the little airspace up there with my flashlight on my phone. And can <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> that box was on top of the heap. And I opened it and pulled out those fobs. I mean, that's like unbelievable. Okay, well, first of all, diamond stories. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know how that happens, but it's it's true. It's totally true. No, I believe it. And you had me at climbing on a six foot guy. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I I have no doubt that that story (laughs) is true to Linda Cooper Smith form. (laughs) Oh, and I do like climbing on those guys. You know what I always used to say? The only mountain I'll ever climb is Schwarzenegger. Never did that, but... But I thought about it. That's a perfect segue in some ways <laughs> to our two truths and a lie. So oh. as the only thing you know about the show now is that we have now we're now doing two truths and a lie because we feel like it's a great way for uh, our listeners to get to know not only me, but you, our guests. And uh, yeah, so uh, do you want to go first or you want me to? Gentlemen first. All right. I will lead the way. Um, so I tailored mine to celebrities in their homes. So I, at least I dialed it in for you since that's the uh, world that you work and live in. Okay. So my first one is when I first moved to Los Angeles, I lived in Catherine Hepburn's old apartment. It was built by the studios and it was in West Hollywood. And I bid out like five other people for it. How I could afford it, I had no idea, but I lived in her apartment and I was very honored to do that. So that's my first one. Second one is when the Obamas moved into the White House, I was on Michelle Obama's shortlist of designers to redo the private quarters for the White House. So that's my second. The third is... I was the third wheel on a date with Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone, and the date was at Sandra's house. So there you got it. All three, the Catherine Hepburn's place on the Obama shortlist or on a third date or the third wheel on a date with Sandy and Sylvester. You were on a date with. You think that's true or a lie? I, I think it's true. That is true, but guess the lie. <laughs> that, that actually is true. <laughs> so now there's two truths in a lie. So there's one. Now I'm down to Catherine Hepburn's old place, or I was on Michelle Obama's shortlist. Um, and that would have been what year? The the 2008 ish. Yeah. You would have told me about the Obama. Yes. <laughs> See, you're sneaky. You're right because <laughs> oh, we were working. We were only living and breathing in each other's face for like, you know, seven days a week. Yes, I probably would have mentioned that. Uh, Very good. All right. So um, you win one of our fantastic Scandalabra t-shirts, which will be coming your way. (laughs) Cool. 
and a Yay. petite, I'm sure. Um, but, but what about you? Two truths and a lie. Go ahead. Oh, hit me mine, up. You know, mine, I mean, I, you played it so eloquently. I mean, mine aren't like flowing together like yours, but I'm, okay. do I give them to you all in a row like that? All yeah, three yeah, together? Yeah. yeah. First okay. One. Okay. The first one is I was accepted to co-host Clean Sweep. I had okay. said yes. And then I, then I backed out of it and okay. went with Clean House. That's what I'm trying to say. All the right. second one is um, my first design job. I painted the entire interior of a 1952 Chevy Lavender dashboard, <laughs> sideboards, the whole nine yards. Okay. And one, sorry, I'm not doing celebrities here, but That's third okay. one is. Um, Oh, I guess I could say this one. Do you want a celebrity one? I'll give you a celebrity one. Um, maybe I'll do four then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to locate Britney Spears' hair in a move. <laughs> I was accidentally accused of throwing it out. And, <laughs> and Okay, obviously before, this, before she shaved her head, right? Or no, no, was this it the is hair after she shaved? she shaved her head. The, sh oh, the hair okay. she shaved. Oh, oh. see, okay. I, I don't, I don't. My questions and they're not as eloquent as yours, of course. Mm -hmm. And I'll just throw this one in for the hell of it. Okay. Um, I was a contestant in the Miss Teen pageant. Okay. So, first of all, have you told me three truths and only one lie? Uh, yeah. Or are there? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say Queen Clean. Ugh. I'm going to say clean sweep is true. I think that that is true. Actually, I... you're wrong. Holy this shit. Is what See, this I'm is... just so bad at this. So no, that actually, just seems so it's logical. It's semi-true. What happened was, and do you want to know the truth of it? Yeah, the truth yeah. of it is I was offered both at the same time. Okay. I had been offered clean house and then they made me wait. And they kept calling me month after month. You've got it. We're just we're we're just putting it together. Hang on, wait. So I wait and I wait and I wait. And then in the meantime, um, I get an offer to for Clean Sweep to audition for Clean Sweep. So I do that. And then at this finally, Clean House comes around and they said they're ready. We're going to shoot. And Clean Sweep comes back right at that time and said, you know, we want you to be on our show. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I don't know what to do because clean. I'm supposed to go to start clean house. Right. And they said, we really want you, but we can't guarantee when we'll start. Right. And two different networks. So for those who don't know, yes. one's Style Network, the other one's TLC. Yes. So I thought the reason I went with clean house was I thought, you know, bird in the hand. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead because what if clean sweep doesn't start? So I was offered it, but I didn't accept it. Gotcha. Oh, so I've learned something about you. Um, so that means I was going to ask you what your first design job was, but you clearly have already told us literally painting the inside of a 1950 lavender, the whole thing. Mark, I was 13 or 14 years old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I had an older friend who is like 19 <laughs> <laughs> and he had, you know, this 1950 was a vintage then okay right and so it was so beat up and everything and i just thought oh it just so desperately needs a little paint so when i said to him do you mind i'm going to make over your car he said oh 
go for it. Next thing you knew, I remember, I remember it was summer and I remember being in like in shorts and going to the paint store and getting this beautiful shade of lavender and a paintbrush. And I painted everything. I painted around the odometer thing. I painted the <laughs> dashboard. I painted the <laughs> rear view. I mean, I painted the door panels. Oh, he almost died when he went into school. <laughs> <laughs> so much for collectible. You know, one of the things I always think about that we have shared so many laughs uh, on Clean House was the things we would find in people's houses. Oh. So I don't, I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole. However, you brought it up. I do want to know the story of Britney Spears' hair. So what mm. happened? Why were oh, you man. accused of losing it? Clearly, I don't know. Tell us. Oh, that was, that was unbelievable. So I moved this celebrity and, you know, I, first of all, let me say, I, I did not see the hair or a bag of, because if I see a bag of hair, I know it's extensions. I'm, I'm not going to, first of all, I don't throw anything out ever. Sure. And I think you know that about me. Right. I will ask, I would never make an assumption. Right. So anyhow, I am um, up and I move them. I unpack them, put everything away. It's the end of the night, day two. We're almost done. Everything's been put in the dumpster. You know, we're ready to go about 9 p.m. And this client comes out screaming, the hair, the hair. Where did you put the hair? Where did you And I'm like, first of all, calm down. Now it's dark outside, okay? I said, what hair? Are you talking about and where was it? Because I can trace it, you know, as we talked early on, you know, the channels of the hair to find out where it landed and who had it and where it went, blah, blah, blah. Right. So she doesn't know. So we go in the dumpster and we dumpster dive for about a half an hour. All of okay. us were out there. We're going through every, we're pulling everything out of the dumpster, looking well, you know, what was it in a baggie? Was it in a brown bag? What did it look like? Was a color was the hair? She goes, it was Britney Spears hair. And she's going, I'm like, holy shit. Well, I know it's blonde. Okay. So anyway, we go through the whole thing. There is no hair. She comes up to me with no apology and says, oh, I actually moved it over here myself and put it in the downstairs bathroom, guest bathroom. And it was under the sink. I'm like, uh, okay, but I did uh, see it. Uh, it was, it was a bag of hair. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? That, that's actually a perfect lead in. Have you ever fired a client? Have you ever, or I know you've wanted to fire a client, mm -hmm. but you know, just from stuff like that, but have you ever just been like, I can't do this. Like, I just can't. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have, um, it, it, very rare, very yeah. rare. I'm, I'm sure you have too. I mean, there's sometimes there's, there's sometimes the people you just, you know, you say you don't mesh, but it's usually they're a bit on the cuckoo side and you just don't need to go there. You know, yeah. you know, you don't need it for your own sanity or, you know, you just, you're going to lose your mind. So sometimes it's really better to, to just say, Hey, you know, we just don't have a meeting of the mind. Um, one of the times that that happened was not long ago. It was during COVID. Yeah. And this client actually had had COVID and you know, we were all masked up as last summer. And, and this person wigged out on me um, over signing her bill at the end because contract they have to sign off that we brought everything. And we had put every, it was way, it was beautiful. It was the end of the night again. Right. She didn't want to sign the piece of paper. 
and went off like insanity. And I said, oh my God, after wearing a mask in 105 degree weather in the valley, uh, I said, you know what? I'm not going to come back tomorrow. You're on your own. I thought, this is it. Oh my God. She threw her arms around me, hugging, kissing me. And I'm like, oh my God. And you had COVID. Please don't touch me. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's really funny. You know, this business segueing into, Mm -hmm. I think there's just so much stress. People are out there like on the high seas with no paddle, no engine, and they're blowing in the wind and the, you know, and the, the boat is about to capsize over and you're their life raft. Sure. And I think sometimes people, it's just too rough of a ride and they're, they really, their trust, they have trust issues and they, you know, not that, not that you're on a dishonest trust issue, right. but I think it's just the issue of, you know, they're hanging on what's going to happen. I'm losing control, you know, that kind of thing. Do you agree? Well, you know, what I think of as you're talking is how people are so attached to their stuff, you know, oh, and true. yeah. And to the extent that I can only imagine in your world going into whatever, 3000, 5000, 10,000, whatever square foot house, which I only say that because it has a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. all these things that someone has accumulated and, you know, it's part of their identity and all of that. And now along comes you and a team of people start starting to move it all around, pack it. It's what you, what they want you to do. But like you said, yeah, I don't think they're really prepared for it. Well, it's a lot, you know, I mean, you're totally exposed. And then there's the other people that, I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but you know, I, I don't usually move. I stay put forever, but I wouldn't want somebody coming in, moving all my stuff. I mean, when you have a tremendous amount of stuff, then you need the help. That's for sure. But at the same rate, I mean, hide your personal whatnots. Yeah. I mean, really? I mean, it's shocking to me. I mean, they're blow up dolls. They're, you know, they're giant dildos. They're, you know, they're sex swings. You know, can you just kind of put that somewhere, you know, where we don't have to be some, and then go, oh God, we need hand sanitizer. You would be amazed. I mean, it's just like, really? Really? No. <laughs> Linda, 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 you know, so I'm going to flash back to, yes, all the things that we found on the show in people's closet. Now, you do know that we as a show told people any personal items put in your trunk, right? Put in your car. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. That's what we did. It was kind of like a part of the policy of being on the show. Like we, you just put your personal things, you know, jewelry, whatever, for a variety of mm-hmm. reasons, not just sex stuff. You know, it could be valuable stuff, whatever. Um, valuable sex stuff. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but you know, as well as I do, I mean, think about the things we found, the Polaroids, the pictures, the videotapes, the, that, that literally, you know, was completely contradictory to what we thought the relationship was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just going to say, you're just going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I just flashed mm-hmm. on something that I don't even want to think about right now, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to say on this. It's just too, ugh. But yes, I mean, I, it's shocking. It's absolutely yeah. utterly shocking. You know, which reminds me, I had this one guy and he said to me, I want you to design a secret compartment in my closet. And I said, okay. So, I mean, can you give me an idea of like the size that you need this compartment to be? Because, you know, I can make, I do all these fun little spots and you know, panic rooms and secret entries and shelves. And, you know, I can do all, I love doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
So I said, I just kind of have to need an idea of like, you know, the size of it. He goes, Linda, it's for my fucking lube and, and um, vibrators or whatever he said, or dildos. And I'm like, oh, I said, must you be so crude? I mean, <laughs> and he needs a room for that. <laughs> oh, How about he a drawer? A hidden space. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Speaking of drawers, I'll give you one more. And then I got to get off the sex, the sex organizational talk. This is going to go, we're going to go into a dark place here. Um, so I get this other client. It's a celebrity. I will never tell who this is. Okay. Can so I guess I'm though asked, when you're done? No, because I will okay. never admit it. I'll go to my okay. grave with this one. Okay. I mean, that's one of the reasons I've been in business for 32 years. I take <laughs> it to the grave. Let me I hear you. you. I got gotcha. you. So I'm asked to make a dildo closet mm. for her wow. sex toys. It's wow. a her. So yeah. literally, I made drawers with compartments, just like you would have like silverware dividers, you know? Uh-huh. Oh my God. I had the place, a special place in the corner for the chair that you strap it onto. I mean, and I got the dimensions of the chair. So I made sure it fit in there just right. I mean, I just, you just could be surprised what goes on behind closed doors in this business. Right. I uh, wish you could see the look on my face. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think we're going to call this episode, the big O. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as, uh, yes, Honestly. for organization. Yes. For, we're going to keep it clean for organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm never, you know what? I am never shocked. Nothing shocks me anymore. Ever, ever. It, it just doesn't. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. Um, so where are we? Um, actually, so we're post pandemic. I'm being super optimistic there. And, mm-hmm. um, so has, is everyone leaving California? Like what's going on? It seems oh. like you're moving lots of people. Like what's happening? Yes. I actually, the moving part of my business came about, you know, naturally from the organization. You know, it started with the organization mm-hmm. and then it went into design because I had to expand on people's spaces. Mm-hmm. And then it went into a client saying, Oh, Linda, move me, move me. You can do it. You can do it. And then I did that. And that was about 13 years ago. And then it went into just local moving. Now I'm cross country moving. Um, It's crazy. I used to just be flown in to do Mm -hmm. the jobs, but now I'm actually having trucks that I'm, you know, coordinating and driving to Dallas. We've driven to Boston. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're going to be going to Highland Park, Illinois. I mean, everybody and it seems like every move I have right now is literally out of California. It's it's quite unbelievable. Although one, um, I moved up to Santa Barbara, but um, it's crazy. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, (laughs) In fact, a good example of that is a producer of this podcast, Um, someone we hired, Wyatt Lanford, who I'm I'm sure, of course, is listening right now to us. And um, we I met him one day (laughs) and then COVID hit and he has continued to work for us. We I haven't seen him since. And now he lives in Arizona. So, and from what I hear, and his case, you know, might not be exactly what's on trend, but I hear that people are moving like to Arizona, to Colorado. They're just like getting the hell everywhere. Yeah, it's insane. Oh my god! But so, just recently, just two weeks ago, I was in Dallas. Um, Moved my client to Dallas and Mm -hmm. unpack them there and put them away. And I'll be going back again, you know, in a few months. 
for another client. And I just, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, I'm more than happy to do it and follow them wherever they go. But it's kind of, it's kind of sad Yeah. that, you know, COVID had such a, a domino effect on so many things. I mean, people even leaving it, it's, I think it's, I think it has something to do with that because people realize you don't have to live where you work. Yeah. You can work wherever you live. For sure. And I think right right now the trend is people are thinking about going back two to three days a week. That's happening a little bit. But most people, I think, I, I can't remember, there was a recent poll and uh, the statistics are high. People just want to stay at home now. Hey, when I think about you and your work, I think about everything you've done for me, the show, uh, seeing your work. I, there are things that define you. A little bit of your, you know, your, I don't know, I don't want to call it OCD because I think that's a medical term, but you're really <laughs> detailed, right? I mean, that that's kind of the Linda Cooper Smith of it all, right? <laughs> you're I laughing. Try to be, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, um, I try to implement systems mm -hmm. where it's basically a cookie cutter so that once I've made that place, that it's very easy for people to follow suit and put it back and, you know, and, and keep it going. Because that my, my whole thing isn't like a psychiatrist that mm -hmm. I want to go in, I want to fix it. And I want you to go on your merry way and be happy. So um, I, I have a lot of detail with that. And I, I think my specialty really with that is creating space where there is none, because I think mm -hmm. what people don't, people don't have vision. And I know, you know, that as a designer, because mm -hmm. I think one of the hardest things for people to, to, they, they don't have the concept of space. But you see space differently. Um, you know, something I learned from you way back, uh, you know, whatever, 20, I don't have many years is to fold my t-shirts vertically mm -hmm. and put them in my drawer. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about that and I, I'm going to literally take a picture of them and put it on uh, our Instagram page because I think I sent it to you at some point. I was like, mm -hmm. look, it's real. And it just makes life so much easier. But mm -hmm. when I think about the things that define you, that defines you. I mean, that is your technique. Although some people have tried to say it's theirs, that mm -hmm. is definitely the Linda Cooper Smith technique, right? Yes. You're talking about my upright folding technique. Yeah, you're up. Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when on YouTube, it's called the Marie Kondo folding technique. Mm. But, but, but clearly, and one of the reasons I love you is you spoke out about that. Mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> um, that was that was a wound that would not heal. So, and what do you, what do you I mean couldn't take it. Yeah, well, well, you know, first of all, the history of that fold, just to give you a touch of background on that, that mm -hmm. was created, you know, my, you know, my daughter, Chase, mm -hmm. um, I'm a single mom and um, we didn't have a lot of money and I, we were living in a one bedroom apartment together and I needed more space. And I was always, you know, trying to keep everything neat and tidy and organized and, and she would love to dress herself. Mm -hmm. So every day she would go in her drawers and she would take it, you know, at two years old. So when she started, she, you know, she's a, like a, she is a designer now making clothes, doing things, always wanted to dress herself. So she'd go in and she'd take all their clothes and go through everything, making a giant mess. So every mm -hmm. day I would have to refold. And one day when she was two, so we're talking like 1991. And I remember looking at the drawer and I said to myself, there's gotta be a way that I can put these clothes in this drawer 
and she opens it and sees them all and she can just pick what she wants because at those at that time it was like you know you have to have the right underwear on it had right. to have you know it was beauty and the beast or whatever it was you had to have that disney underwear in the pair you wanted right so i that's how it started and so i started putting it up right so um and then i then i started doing a lot of yeah public speaking back in the early 90s, like 93, and teaching mm -hmm. it and going on uh, numerous talk shows. Mm -hmm. um, so many. I did 17 with Maddie Montfort. Cool. The show right now. But anyway, so I demonstrated it over and over. And matter of fact, that upright fold landed me the role in Clean House because when we auditioned, I don't know who your audition was with. Mine was with Cheryl Morgan. I don't know if you remember her, but Vaguely. she she said to me, Linda, do it, do it, Linda, do it. And I said, oh, come on. She goes, yeah, she goes, do it. So I folded the T-shirt. She goes, okay, now do it. And she, what she meant is put it upright. And I folded a T-shirt that I could make it stand upright by itself without even being in a drawer. And that, of course, landed me clean house back in 2002. Mm -hmm. And in those days, in 2002, Marie Kondo was only about probably 16, 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, back in, remember, remember, um, remember Bonnie, our makeup artist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love her. So mm -hmm. I looked it up because I still have the email from January 2013 when Marie Kondo was just, you know, really young back way back when mm -hmm. and um it was written up the the fold as um what was it called here it was um one of the 50 life hackers oh. and bonnie wrote me and said what i created was one of the hundredth monkey effect do you know what that is no okay what she said to me is you created something that's become known as a brilliant way to do something. Oh, how awesome. And the hundredth monkey effect is this. It's a hypothetical phenomena in which a new behavior or idea is spread so rapidly by unexplained means from one group to all related groups. Once a critical number of members of one group exhibit the new behavior or acknowledge the idea. And that's without other people knowing. It just kind of like takes on and, and goes like a house of fire. Kind of like and, today we say something goes viral. Um, in yes, some ways. Yeah. exactly. And that was um, publicized in Twisted Sifter. You know, it's not that I need accolades or, hey, you good old boy, you know, slap on the back and this and that. Uh -huh. But there's not many times in life that you can do something that affects, I mean, I'm, it's, I know I'm not Thomas Edison, you know, right. we, we, we both, we still use their technologies, Sure. but it's something that almost everybody in the world is using right now. Yeah. And they open a drawer, you all over. I go to homes all over when I'm doing walkthroughs and there's my fold. And that was, that hurt that hurt that someone would just like say, Hey, I created this. It's like, uh, no, you didn't. Yeah. So it meant a lot to me to get it out there. And I, I, every day I thank the New York post page six for that. 
Um, you know, thank you for telling me that story because, you know, at first glance, <clears throat> one could think that it's just, you know, tit for tat, you know, one expert up against another. But I could tell that what that meant to you and how important that was to you. And it's such a part of your legacy. There's so many things that are a part of your legacy, Linda, including your daughter. And I, I remember saying oh, that to you at many times during our time together. Um, but yeah, I get it. It's your thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I imagine that really hurt. Uh, how, oh, how, are you, how are you today? Are you, are well, you... you know, the thing with that is to put an end on that story mm -hmm. is that to date, and it's been two years, she never denied it. She never apologized for it yeah. and just quietly went off into the sunset and didn't say a word. That alone, and you know, it speaks volumes for mm -hmm. itself, but you know, I still, I still want people to know that, um, that it's mine. And sure. even though it may sound, I hope it doesn't sound petty, but you know, that mm -hmm. was something I'm so proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's petty at all. Um, now it's a bit scandalous. <laughs> um, <you laughs> that know, is that, scandalous. That she, that she did it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but I agree with you. I, I think, look, everybody's on their own path and their own journey and they're going to exhibit their own integrity and that's on her. So, you know, mm -hmm. l let her deal with that. In the mm -hmm. meantime, you yes. um, have had such an amazing career and before we jump into that this is a good time to take a break so we'll be right back hey everyone i want to take a moment to thank misio home for supporting scandalabra imagine having access to the creative minds of the world's best artisans designers and dreamers misio home was launched for design savvy enthusiasts just like you and me because we appreciate original works quality materials and above all how our home makes us feel and now we have a very special code from Miseo that will get you, our listeners, 20% off. Just use the word podcast at checkout and you will receive 20% off on your next purchase. Thank you, Miseo. That's M-I-S-S-I-O home.com. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with Linda Cooper Smith, the organizer to the stars and so much more than that, because I get to call her my friend. Um, Linda, you know, I, I think about how your career has evolved. Uh, from organizing into design, now celebrities. Um, I'm curious, is there, in your opinion, a difference between a celebrity client and let's just say a non-celebrity client? Is it just the same no matter what? You know, it feels the same. Yeah. Um, I really don't, uh, I really don't have a, you know, I don't treat anybody differently. Mm -hmm. um, I think people really have to realize just because of your occupation, um, and I know sometimes that may sound glamorous or whatnot, but, you know, people are people and um, they're no different than, than we are. They just have a really cool job um, and, that, and that's cool. But um, I do love working on all projects. I don't care, you know, who they are, what they do, where they go. They pay their bills on time. I'm cool with that. <laughs> sure, sure. And and if I can add, yeah, I think you're very fair in how you charge. We don't need to jump into that, but even oh, my God. experience I, with you, I, yeah, I think I'm cheap, at, right? I'm cheap. I don't know. I know. My, no, no. My mom says you're never cheap. Affordable. You might be. Affordable. Uh, I'm beyond affordable. <laughs> I am like so. I am so like 1990 affordable. It's like really, you know. But I'll tell you something. Um. I love what I do mm -hmm. and I have always been 
I just want to leap from one job to the next and just, mm-hmm. you know, and I love challenges and I love keep going. I rather serve the masses and, you know, and make it fair than like deny people what I can do for them because I'm too expensive. Yeah. I no, want to be out there. I want to help people. Yeah. I love it. It's democratizing, you know, what you do. It's, it's the target model, you know, it's like great design for the masses. In your case, it's great organization, great skills, great design. And I, I I'm, I'm on board with you, make it available to as many people as possible. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably what we enjoyed so much about clean house was that, you know, unlike private work where, you know, you're helping a family. Great. Awesome. But at the end of the day on the show, we helped millions of people, you know, with one job. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so we got to scale our talent. And I think that's really important. And there's just some people set out for that and some people not. But you've definitely checked that box. Oh, thank you. And you know what I'm, I'm loving doing right now? And I'm it's just I really want to go into it full bore. I'm working mm-hmm. on a huge project right now. Um, speaking of celebrities with Christina Hen. Mad you might man. know her. Yes. Of course. Everybody wants to think, everybody remembers Joan. Um, Are you kidding? Well, I, I just have her. to say this. I have to say this real quick because since you're working with her, I think mm-hmm. it was in 2010 that Esquire named her the sexiest woman on the planet. She's, is she? Oh, she still sexy? is. Oh, yeah. She's, she she is, just, is. oh, she just drips sexuality for me. Oh, she's really something. That's a lot, Mark. She does it for you. I, I'm going to have to tell her that. I'm going to tell her. Um, she's fantastic. She's been a client yeah. of mine for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, she purchased a 1908 Craftsman. Beautiful. And I would have never allowed her to buy it. That's, that's one thing that people should know. Don't buy a house until I've seen it. And tell you if it's going to work or not, because only I know if you're going to be able to fit or what I can do to make you fit. No, that's a really good tip. Let's just stop stop for a second. That's an amazing point, because I was going to ask you, what is one thing, you know, a consumer should ask an organizer? And I I think in the case of buying a new home, they should bring their organizer on the at the um, house, the open house. Right. (laughs) To see whether the house can actually work. At least me, at least bring me. I mean, I'll tell you straight up. So unfortunately she had already bought it Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh man, but I actually am. And I'm going to say I am, I am an architectural designer. Mm -hmm. I reworked the entire floor plan of that house and it's, sensational. I, I, I had four sleepless nights because, mm-hmm. you know, if I move this wall and that wall and this line and that line, and if I do this, then that happens. Um, and I worked it, worked it, worked it. I've got, it's going to be done by the end of November, December. We've been working on it 11 months right now. It's been slow getting everything through the city and stuff like that. Sure. But um, it's probably one of the most exciting the most exciting thing I've ever done to date. And this is what I want to do now. I yeah. want to do these remodels and, and change the floor plans and, and, space and plan. build out the, yes. Yeah. Oh God, it's so much fun. And, um, and it's, it's just like a natural transition. So that's my new great love. Oh, I love that. Cause I was going to ask you what, um, you know, project have you found the most challenging, but honestly, is this it? Uh, cause it sounds well, like that was, that was, Jeez, I'm telling you, it was like, uh, 
you know, the thing is, is that one of the things that I do as a, under the umbrella of everything that I do mm-hmm. is that when I work on a project, I'm always concerned about the future. What impact is it going to have for resale, for mm-hmm. your own personal growth? Um, what is it going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like having that natural facelift without scars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just it's like perfection. There you, go. <laughs> you know, like you came out of the womb in perfect. Right. You know, nobody know you touched a thing, and that and that's hard to do sometimes. And sure. I and and I and it takes a lot of finessing. And you know this as a designer mm-hmm. um, to make it like it was built that way. Mm-hmm. So um, that it, this project has been really unbelievable for me, and to turn in. It had like four little areas into a giant open gourmet kitchen. Right. Oh my God. It's so exciting. I, I love it. I love doing it all. I love placing the cabinets, knowing are you right-handed or left-handed? So I know where sure. to put the dishwasher, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. I love it. All. Um, well, I have to say now that you're talking, I think you rubbed off on me um, because which a lot of people have. Um, but you know, when it comes to those kind of details, uh, I'm building a, a house right now for some clients in Palm Springs and it's their forever home is what we call it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to future proof it. Those are the words, you mm-hmm. know, w- what happens when they're, if they're in a wheelchair or what happens if they're using a walker or, you know, you have to think about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I think you is probably where I first learned right hand or left handed. How tall is the client? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all those things that we never really think about. Um, mm-hmm. but I definitely over the years have. Um, wow. I can't wait to see it. I can't, I can't wait to see it, Linda. I'm sure it'll get published, you know, because it's Christina and then you, it's like a dynamic duo. Um, Oh, thank you. Well, we want to, you know, we're trying to like, you know, we say we're going to do this. I mean, we've been shooting videos of it and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different stages and now we're going to need somebody to edit all this stuff. But yes, I'm hoping that we can get it all out there in a, so that people can see what we did. And, oh, my God, is she a talented designer? Whoa, oh, she is so good. good at what she does all of her own stuff. And, oh, you know, it, you usually don't have great taste. I mean, that, yeah. I guess that's why we come in, right? Well, money you, doesn't I, buy – money can't buy style. We all – That's we all right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. So this might sound a little cliche, but um, when I think of celebrities, though, I think of, you know, something they love, like shoes. It, it, have you had a client who's just had an enormous amount of shoes? Oh, my God. I had a client that had 750 <gasps> pair of shoes. What? 750. That's two a day. She could literally change her shoes twice a day. It's crazy. It's crazy. I had a, I turned a bedroom into a shoe room, a shoe show room, we called it. Um, I built all the shelving for it. I had to put them in shoe boxes to stack them because you just couldn't have them all out. They would be dusty. Um, and then of course, most of them were brand new. She never mm-hmm. wore them. And then I'll never forget. There were a pair of boots that actually Chase had been over there helping me with something. And she saw these boots and she goes, Oh, I love these boots, mom of these boots. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go see if I can find those boots for her. I'll buy her a pair of boots. Went to buy those boots. Those boots were $2,500. And <laughs> can I tell them? you, no, I didn't. I was like, <laughs> nope, not getting those boots. But can I tell you, this girl had two pair of those boots because she had so many boots. She forgot she'd already bought them. Oh, 
So she had two because when I organized it all and put it all together and we photographed, that's right. She chased, chased the photography on all the boxes. So we had pictures on everything mm-hmm. and uh, two of the same boot, never worn. Um, I definitely have clients who are constantly sending me links to things, you know, Oh, what about this? What? And even if they have the item already, you know, it could be a love seat or sofa, whatever, they're just still buying more. And they're like, well, we'll just trade up or trade out. We'll sell that one, this one. And I'm just like, okay, like maybe enough, like let's stop. Let's hit the pause button. Let's like do this, get this done, live in it, breathe in it, and then move from there. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but unfortunately it's a, it's like a gravy train, you know, look, we've all worked with celebrity clients and having an inordinate amount of money at your disposal, I can imagine it would be challenging, right? I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, buying... it's, a, it's, it's at the point of, um, you know, and that it, it's a, it's become like a burden over their life too, because it's everything, you know, you need to have people organize it. You need to have people move it. You need to have people dust it. I think that's why me personally, I'm a minimalist. I cannot tell you how many places I go and they go, Oh, Linda, do you want this? Mm. This home. Do you want an extra candle? I have like two of those. It's like, you know, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't well, give me more uh, clutter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, on that note, do you walk your talk? Is there anything at your house that you is an open-ended project or are you in good shape? Well, you know, I guess I could be considered the baker without the bread. Yeah. Um, I happen to live with my boyfriend. So I'm in his house with, okay. you know, the bulk of his things. Um, and... You know, I'm, I've, I'm relaxed um, at home. I don't feel like the burning desire of perfection. I, I, I do that for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But yes, are we neat and tidy? Do I, can I find something when I want it? Do I lose right. it in my own home? No. Um, in that regard, I'm in really good shape. But I'm not, as you said early on, like the OCD of mm-hmm. it at, with my own self. Are all mm-hmm. my underwear folded and color coordinated? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> Guilty confession here. But um, but, but your they clients' all the underwear same is. Oh but yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And they're on point. Let me tell you, they are on point. <laughs> is it like the Roy G. Biv? You know, the colors of the rainbow. Is that how you? Is oh that your... yeah. Oh, I love that. I love love books that way. I love underwear that way. But, you know, on my own, sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, I will color coordinate occasionally. And I'm like, ah, I'm tired. You know, throw them in there. So, you know, I have that too. But I know, I think that organization though, as long as you are, can find something Mm -hmm. when you want it and get your hand on it and, you know, you're not searching and you have peace of mind, organization Mm -hmm. should bring you peace of mind. And yeah. that's what it's really here for, relieve stress. Well, you know, we, we agree on so many things, and I will just completely underscore what you're saying. I know there's this kind of uh, expression that a place for everything and everything in its place. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's you should know where everything is at all times. So, mm-hmm. you know, this morning, you know, we were thinking about barbecuing. And it's like, oh, that'd be great if we had skewers to stick in that corn on the cob. You know, I just want to know exactly what drawer to go to where the skewers mm-hmm. are. Can is yes. that is that asking a lot? No. I, you know, I got to tell you, can we pick on the school system? Sure. Why is it that basics in life, like how to make a filing system, 
how to do basic, you know, how to do how to do your own tax return, which I don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't they teaching basic things that people need in everyday life on well, that kind of level? I, well, I don't understand why it's home, not taught. Did you take home economics when you were in school? Oh God, you're going to age me, but yes, we had well, that. I did they too. didn't teach that. They didn't teach uh, it. Uh, I taught, I mean, I, I taught, I took home economics. I also talk, w- took woodshop. Um, but in home economics, I learned to sew a pillowcase and in woodshop, I made a cutting board and that was it. <laughs> and yet, and yes, my woodshop instructor was missing a finger. It seems, oh, seems obvious, but I just got to say he hysterical. was missing a finger. <laughs> But I, no, I, I agree with you. Um, look, even on the show, do you remember? Like, we had PAs who didn't know how to make a bed. You know, they, they oh, yeah. what uh, military stuff? How do you fold on a bed? What's that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just these basic principles that, and it's in its changes life. I mean, if if everybody had, it's like how to pack a grocery bag. You mm. know, I mean, they put your bread in the bottom, and then you know your orange juice on top of it. <laughs> and it's your like, chips. Are you, you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your tortilla you chips home. yeah and then you come no you come home and your bread is like a tortilla because it's smushed <laughs> and changing dinner plans you know it's just like uh, yeah exactly uh, i mean it's it just amazes me how people get through life without these simple skills hey knock wood thank you lord that i came up with a, a business you know i'm not even sure if you know this but how i even came up with organizing because when mm-hmm. I started as a professional organizer in 1989, mm-hmm. no one was doing it. Mm-hmm. I made it up. Mm-hmm. I, I got this idea. I was doing real estate um, in Century City as a commercial leasing agent. And I was going in all these office buildings. And I saw that I remember this one day, this person said, oh, we're going to expand through that wall. We're taking another 3000 square feet. And I looked around and I saw all these walls. And from the waist up, there was nothing. Hmm. And they kept spreading out. Just right. spreading out. And I thought, my God, I could downsize and buy at least 4,000 square feet if I took it vertical. That's how it started to snowball. And then my ex-husband at the time said to me when I was teaching classes in 93, 94 for like 13 years, he said, Linda, why do you want to teach other people how to be do what you do? Don't do that. Because, you know, at the time, I was the only one out there. There was nobody. People would say, you're a professional organizer. What's that? You, you, you make parties, party planner, and, you know? And I said, I said to him, my ex, I said, look, I said, go around on a Sunday at all the garage doors that are open. There's no way I can be in every single person's house organizing. Yeah. I need to teach this profession. And and I'm so proud, actually, of what it has become today. There are literally tens of thousands of people out there uh, calling themselves professional organizers and and doing it. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, to think you were at the forefront. And um, I I think you're the gold standard, Linda. I I think, uh, you know, in so many ways, I hear your voice. You know how you channel some people, <laughs> you know, you, you work, you're looking at a project, you're kind of seeing things in a kind of multidisciplinary way. And I absolutely think of some of the things I learned from you. Um, and you. so thank you. So thanks for being on the show. And thanks for like sharing your gift with the world. Um, I do have a couple questions for you, though, that mm-hmm. I'm very curious about now that you and I are at the middle age point of our lives. Um, what would 
the Linda of today give advice to the younger Linda? Let's say a 21 year old Linda. What would you uh, tell her? I think I would tell her, uh, raise your rates. <laughs> <laughs> raise your rates, girl. Long time ago. Yeah, we um, could still do that. <laughs> yes, I can do that. Um, I would have told her now, hey, take pictures, take notes. Mm -hmm. Um, document all what you're doing because I, very flattering when you were saying that I remember everything. I mm -hmm. do not. I remember, you know, stupid stuff like right. where the bobs are, you know, for me personally, but you know, uh, mm -hmm. for people that like misplace them. But I, you know, I wish I could remember uh, all different scenarios and things like that. So I think that would be something that I would would have told young Linda to do. Um, mm -hmm. And probably to um, take a lot of photos. Yeah. That's one thing I've been terrible about, Mark. Um, I go in and I, I don't follow back up with photos. And I wish I did because, you know, so nice to have to look back on that and see, sure. you know, see the scope of my work over the years. Well, and and I'm sure it's enormous too because uh, we're fortunate now, though. Too many people take photos, you know, with social media and everything, mm -hmm. which which I'm sure you whip out your phone and snap some images. But I think to your point, it would have been nice to journal all that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think about all the projects I'll never have photos of and. You know, just to talk about the things you did, the unique ways in which you saw it and what solutions you came up with. And because um, like I said, I, I think you've built a legacy. And I think that's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is you have so much to share. And I think people have so much to get from you. So I, I can you imagine so your phone's going to continue to be ringing off the hook. Um, uh, and, and you talk about being in a referral based business. I, mm -hmm. what, I mean, what does that look like? Serena Williams just sitting around saying, Hey, uh, Sophia, you know, you should check out this girl, Linda. She's exactly. really good at organizing <laughs> shoes. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, and it, it feels really good when somebody like Serena tells yeah. you that you're awesome because she's awesome. Sure. And I remember having this like little text or whatever with her. You're awesome. I said, no, you're awesome. Oh no, you're the best. I mean, no, no, you're the best. You know, I, I can tell you right now, you're the best. Um, that it, it's such, it's really nice when, you know, like I said earlier on that, uh, celebrity versus a regular person, you know, you asked me a question regarding that. And the thing is, is that when somebody that you admire, says to you, you know, like when you're saying all these complimentary things to me, I mean, and I admire, you know, your work. So mm -hmm. in that regard, when, you know, someone like that, that you admire is, is praising you, mm -hmm. that's such, that's so great. And, you know, it's funny because, um, speaking of celebrities, Sophia Vergara, I'm working on a huge project with her. She bought a home in, in Beverly park mm -hmm. and, um, and it's so funny because I had worked on, I mean, she's a client for many, many years too. And she had said to me, you know, I, I had continued to prick out her areas, creating more and more space and more space until one day I went over, what about, you know, can we make more room here? And I'm, I just look at her. She goes, oh, you're going to tell me I, I need a new house. And I said, you know, that 
I got to tell you, I had tricked out every single nook and cranny in that big house of hers. And there was not, you know, it's like squeezing a lemon and there is not one more drop of juice that's going to come out of that. Right. You have tapped that baby dry. So um, she went and bought a house and it was, <laughs> it's bigger, but it's smaller. It's mm. smaller in the footage of the usable space to create. Mm. So um, I designed amazing closet for her. It's huge, Mark. It is so huge. I cannot wait until it's done. It should be done again. This one is going to be probably done probably in December or so. Oh, and, it's going to be and delicious. Not to get too personal, but did you mm -hmm. meet Joe? Oh, I've met him many times. And? Be even before they were married. Oh, hunka, 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 hunk, hunk. <laughs> I, I, the only, the, my only image of him is just in a swimsuit. <laughs> Oh, and that, I, I could I go with that image too. That's fine. No, he he's a sweetheart. Very yeah, sweet. No, I have no doubt. Uh -oh. um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so happy to see that, you know, when two people find each other. Um, Linda, you are just such a gem. I love you. And one of the things Thank I remember you. most about you um, on the show was you got to do it for me once. Something you used to say to us before the camera started rolling. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Do it. Do it. Pump it up. Pump it up. Is that it? Was it pump and it up? It, and it's energy. Oh, that's right. Energy. Oh, yes. I, I'll blow your ears out. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Energy. There you I go. I was pumped. It was energy. Oh, my God. I would do that right after lunch. And yes. everybody's asses were dragging on the ground after they ate whatever they served us. Oh, my God. Mark, can you remember before we had our, I think you came in with a trailer. Were you oh. there when we had trailers before we got better? Rolling RVs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can remember Nisi and I sitting up in this dirty, dirty bedroom on this master dirty, dirty bed. And it was so dark in there. And I was kind of like on my little tiptoes on the, with my butt on the very edge of the bed with my kind of my hands perched up like a, like a kangaroo because I didn't want to touch anything. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we went through a lot, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, Oh, and on that, that's actually the perfect way to end this because I now have to have you back where we can just recap all those crazy, dirty little secrets. Oh, clean house. I mean, we, we could write a book about it. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's yeah. just been so much fun. This has been an MBU production. To learn more, go to markburnett's.com. That's M-A-R-K-B-R-U-N-E-T-Z dot com.